Welcome to the Inspiration Incubator. Here we rejuvenate, reconnect, reteach, and redirect. I am your host, Leona Baker. It is our hope that you leave inspired with resources and information to help you achieve and dream. Our world needs you. Let's see who is next on the Inspiration Incubator. This segment of the Inspiration Incubator is presented to you by Dr. Tamara Beckford with UR Caring Docs, a telemedicine urgent care provider. To receive remote services, to meet specific needs without going into an office, please log on to her website at www.urcaringdocs.com. Remember, when you need telemedicine urgent care, Contact Dr. Tamara Beckford. Marina Angelica Coriat is the owner of Refined Communications, LLC. She is an innovative, strategic, and results-driven business relations leader with extensive experience in public affairs and community relations in corporate, nonprofit, and governmental arenas. She also serves as the Communications Director for Texas State Representative, Sinfronia Thompson. Marina has a solid track record to lead and inspire by positively creating strategies, developing programs, and building strong relationships. Some of her experience has been for organizations such as Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Texas, McDonald's franchise owners, and the city of Houston. As a goal-oriented advocate of continuous improvement, she solves problems creatively to exceed expectations generate revenue, minimize expenses, and contribute to overall company branding, growth, and morale. She was also a political candidate on the November 2019 ballot for Houston City Council. In addition to her work, Marina is a lifetime member and ambassador of the Greater Houston Partnership, who desire to see individuals grow to the fullest potential and reach their destiny. This drives her passion for serving as an advisory board member for both the United Way's Career and Recovery Resources Incorporation and the Houston Area Urban League. She is also the Hall Fundamental Chair and was the co-chair of Hall's 49th Annual Equal Opportunity Day Gala. In 2018, Sunrise International Ministries was founded by Minister Marina Coriat in Houston, Texas. This ministry was founded to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and bring healing the foundational scriptures for this ministry is Malachi chapter 4 verse 2 and supported by Isaiah chapter 60 verse 1. Minister Marina Coriat is a member of the Impact Network Global under the leadership of Apostle John Eckert. She is a graduate of the Kingdom School of Ministry headed by Dr. Cindy Trim as well as a graduate of the School of the Prophets under the leadership of Apostle Deborah Ford and Dr. Linda. Callaway of Faith International Ministries, who licensed her in ministry on April 23, 2007. Minister Coria is currently a member of the Windsor Village Church family under the leadership of senior pastor Kirby John Caldwell, where she leads the 12 Noon Prayer Altar Team, serves on the Miracles and Healing Team, as well as the Deliverance Team. Additionally, she has served in various ministry capacities at Lakewood Church, 
Love Ministries Family Church, Shinkna Throne Room Worship Center, and St. Benedict Catholic Church. Marina holds a Bachelor's of Arts degree from Cornell University in New York. She is pursuing her Master's in Communications. Marina is also a graduate of Leadership Houston Trim Institute for Global Leadership, as well as the Center for Houston's Future. She has received numerous awards, including 2016 Top 30 Influential Women in Houston. Welcome, Marina, to the Inspiration Incubator, a podcast powered by Plans of Action Houston. Today, you are joining us as minister, ambassador, advisor, global leader, impactor, and now author. My goodness, how are you, Marina? I am ecstatic. I'm great. Thank you. Awesome. Your energy is just always pleasant, sweet, kind, and the best. Um, many may or may not know you have served Houston for over 21 years with hands-on experience. So who else to just usher in a conversation about some of the professional as well as personal accomplishments such as yourself and that additional dynamic that you bring to the table today is that spiritual dynamic. So I am so looking forward to this episode. Marina, I just want everyone to know who has not yet had the pleasure of encountering you or participating in an experience with you that you are truly a jewel. Fierce, humble, sweet, kind, gentle, and strong. Now I have had the pleasure of experiencing you in a professional way when uh, you attended the um, Simbridge's Houston Gala and you assisted as a sponsor with some of the communications. So I'm very grateful that you uh, agreed to participate in that way and demonstrated your support for that community event. It's very much appreciated. Um, But then I also had an opportunity to experience you in the spiritual realm when you had your conference for Sunrise International Ministries. And when I tell you it was a dynamic event. I wasn't prepared completely for that experience. Um, it was very well organized. And I mean, just to see you transform in, in raw form, you know, for those who don't know, you're a small, petite woman. But when I tell you the power of God was resting on you that day, it was moving. But before I get into all of that, because there's so much to talk about, I want you, Marina, to just share with us and, and, and take us on a journey that begins with you, that begins with your family. Some of the lessons and, and habits that your, your family, as well as yourself, have, have experienced throughout the years that help to shape your personality, and your character. So by the time this podcast is over, they can truly understand who you are and whose you are and how you move in this world. So can you share a little bit with us about some of the lessons and habits about, you know, your family, yourself, where you come from? Absolutely. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It is such a joy and it's it's my pleasure to be with you uh, today. You are an outstanding role model yourself. And so thank you so much. I, um, I 
began my life in Trinidad. I am uh, the firstborn of Reuben and Pearl Coriat, and they uh, live. They were from Trinidad, and I was born in Trinidad. And I came over to the United States when I was one year old. I've always seen my my parents um, work hard. Uh, my mother mostly took care of us. In her initial years, she worked, but um, there's five of us, so she worked at home. And then my dad worked um, a job, and he was a, an electrician. And I just always, you know, saw how much they sacrificed for their children. And so I come from a very loving home where I have good parents. Um, you know, they're not perfect parents, they were great parents. And so I just saw one of the things that I, I learned from a very young age was a very um, very hardworking work uh, work ethic, just based on all that my parents, we would study, study, study. And you know, um, my mom did a lot of sacrificing, um, you know, when, you know, she could have gone and worked, but she stayed home with us and she was, she's very smart. And um, to have, uh, to just have that, the, that infrastructure in place was so important uh, to us growing up and having the character, having the manners. I remember there were things that, that would most people might say um, on a casual level that we could not say because it just wasn't the proper thing to say. So we, we're just, we're really groomed with great character, um, um, you know, not to lie, not to steal, not to do those kind of things. And so um, that that was just the basics of, of who we were. Um, as I went on, uh, we lived in New Jersey. When we came to the United States, we lived in New Jersey. Then we moved to Delaware. We moved to Florida for a couple of months. So I started school in Florida, but then we transferred over to Houston. And so I've been in Houston for a number of years. When my parents moved us to Houston, I thought tumbleweeds, dusty roads. I had no idea that Houston would be as cosmopolitan as it is. And, you know, now we're maybe the third, well, the fourth largest city in America, but we could potentially be third with the, with the census main thing is you know values family values um uh the work ethic and um i never really saw that uh that there wasn't anything that i couldn't achieve i just knew i had to work hard and so that's one of the things that i think for me is that I have to learn even how to rest, you know, because everything I've done has been always very driven. And so I know how to drive and I know how to accomplish things. And so in this season, I'm also learning how to rest. But I just really, I'm really grateful for that background of, um, and then, you know, of course, you know, later on, I grew up Catholic. Um, well, from my parents and everything like that. But later on, I made a decision um, and keeping with that foundation, but also uh, broadening my scope and allowing um, the Holy Spirit to come in and really um, minister to me and allow me to be minister, uh, ministry to other people. And so I'm really um, ecstatic about just the transformation that I'm just going from glory to glory to glory. I broaden the scope of, of how I saw God and how I saw the whole Trinity and just looking at how I can be an outreach for him. Wow. You know, everybody's journey is so unique. And there were two things that stood out to me that you said as it related to your mother and the sacrifices that she made because she was 
an intelligent woman and it was a choice. It was a decision that she made to stay home and to, to care for her children, which some people don't realize that in itself is a job. So your mother having had several children and just giving her heart and her soul to her family, that's a beautiful situation. And, you know, it says a lot about your father because I know for myself growing up, I wanted to be a stay-at-home mother. I didn't necessarily see myself as being a businesswoman, career-oriented, or any of that because I grew up with so many elders. I just saw myself being married with children, but God had a plan, <laughs> you know? So it says a lot about your father that he gave your mother that option, obviously, you know, to be able to stay home and to be the breadwinner. That's a beautiful situation. And then when you were saying, you know, discussing how you you had to pay attention to detail and you could not necessarily do some of the things that other children did. I remember being one of those um, children. I had to say, yes, sir, no, ma'am. You know, I, I could not call adults by their first names and uh, having elders was, it was just truly a blessing. So as you spoke about how you transitioned from uh, Catholicism and then moving and ushering into having more of a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Can you talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit and how that, how he played a role in your spirituality today, which led to your ministry? You know, it's interesting. Um, the Lord has used me, even as my family, even as a, in the Catholic faith, you know, they were, we were Catholic, but we were, even at a distance and I started our family going back to church I always felt that I had a very special relationship regardless of you know where I stood as a Catholic or non-denominational um and I always felt that the Lord had something in purpose for me and it's really um it's not until many years ago um more more so as an adult that the Holy Spirit began speaking to me um, when I, and I, the first, I, I really believe the first thing, if I can remember correctly, was that he, he brought me to a scripture and it was first, um, Corinthians 13, and which was talking about, you know, love is patient, love is kind. And I was going through a relationship that was really, you know, was devastating my heart, but he was showing and revealing himself to me. And so the Holy Spirit is a gentleman, you know, and he, you know, he waits for that perfect opportunity, but if we open up our hearts towards him and he'll be happy to and happy to receive us because really you know he's not going to really bombard you but he really opened up that door um for conversation at that time and really just loved on me when i felt so unloved amen um just as a woman marina i'm sure many of us if we are between the ages of 40 and up we probably have stories of heartbreak or disappointment. And I know for myself as a woman, although I went through a very difficult heartbreak, you know, what was more disappointing to me as a woman was feeling like the man God had for me, it was a missed opportunity. But mm -hmm. through his grace, and just through prayer, I was able to manage my way as best as I could. And what I couldn't do, God could do for me. So I don't have to, I can just 
trusting God with all my heart and know with all the love in my heart and everything that I have to offer in my season and, and when it's time, all of those things will come to pass because it can be very difficult dealing with matters of the heart, essentially with women. And I can recall just like you can where God just ushered his way in. And sometimes we want to be in our thoughts and in our heads and we don't we don't necessarily want to do things God way because we have our own desires, you know. But I appreciate you being transparent as a minister and sharing that because it's it's powerful. It, it, it's, it speaks to your character that you're willing to open up and share that with another woman who's listening into this audience and saying, well, wow, she's done all those things, but yet still she needed the Lord in that way to help heal her heart and to help uh, prepare her for what's next. So as you continue to walk with God, tell us about your ministry, because this is one thing that I know. When I attended the conference, I remember distinctively you all shofar, a ram's horn trumpet used by ancient Jews in religious ceremonies and as a battle signal, now sounded at Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And, you know, I had my daughter there and I was just like, wow, this is, this is getting ready to get real spiritually. <laughs> like, I was like, this is getting real. And when he blew on that ram's horn and just the, the whole atmosphere just changed. And it was like a moment of glory that was resting in that room. And I'm so grateful to have been given an opportunity to worship in that way. To see you transform into a, a meek, quiet, sweet woman with this strength of the Lord resting on you, <laughs> that, that is unforgettable to me. And so how did that come about? How did Sun Arise International Ministries come about? Well, you know, Sun Arise International Ministries was given to me years ago by the Lord. He gave me the name and I'm thinking to myself, I am, you know, I'm working a job. I'm not thinking about this. Yes, I'm in ministry and I'll help ministry. But me having my own ministry? Oh, no. But I just put in my, you know, that's, you know, in my head. I never articulated out of my mouth. I just thought about it. I just put it in the back burner and, and then, um, I had come back from a couple of conferences over the summer and it was like the Lord planted in me to do this conference. And then, mm -hmm. um, and we call it a gathering cause conference seems so formal, yes. but, um, yes. do this gathering. And so I, um, said, well, I need to do, you know, me knowing government and structures. I was like, well, I need to set up a, a, a nonprofit. I need to set up a, you know, ministry. And so, proceeded to do that and less than six weeks put the got the 501c3 uh put my board of directors in all the paperwork in and did the conference did the gathering and it's called prayer praise and pursuit gathering and so even getting the lineup of the speakers even somebody else that i know said how did you even get those type those caliber um yeah. speakers to line up in that short of time and to come and all of that and so i was like 
I guess it's a God thing because I mean, I mean, I knew it was a God thing because he planted it in my heart to do it. And the wind of the Holy Spirit was behind it. And so I just, I, I, I mean, it was just, it, it was his vision. And I, he was just looking for a vessel that he could use to carry out that message. And the, the, what, what, but the Lord put in my spirit concerning that was because people had gone through so much after the hurricane and they were still, even though some time had passed, that people were losing hope. And he wanted them to continue to pursue that which he had put in them. And so he called it the prayer praise and pursuit gathering and that was our very first gathering we had not had anything else that was our very first event we had um, um, speakers from Florida Atlanta um, uh, different areas of Florida um, and uh, some is from uh, Chicago and just like I said God just moved in a, a, a mighty way and I believe that the people who uh, came in fact I not just believe but I know that the people who came they came back to me and said thank you so much for doing this for stepping out and doing it they, a lot of people there was even one young lady um, who um, the Lord spoke to the man of God and he called out the spirit of suicide. And so he, you know, prayed against the spirit of suicide uh, concerning her life. I know that she's still living. And so um, we are just grateful that, you know, if it's just one life that might have been spared because of the impartation and the word of the Lord, then that's what, that's all that matters. Because Jesus left the 99 and went after that one. And so we, we were just able to just get one. There's no price um, that's too big for that, for that soul. Because, I mean, there's, there's no, there's nothing that that equates to a human life. There's no price too big to pay for a human life. And yes, that the gathering cost, um, it, it was a, a, a tremendous expense uh, to us, but I was just obedient to what the Lord said to do. And one of the things during that, I, I really felt that the Lord did not want me to charge for that um, because the people were already so devastated by, you know, the hurricane and the aftermath of it, you know, just recuperating and trying to get on their feet. And those are the very ones that needed the ministering to. Amen. Amen. Um, I know it, it was, it was, it was a powerful moment in prayer. It was a powerful moment in individuals who were pursuing, um, just trying to find a way to connect with God, um, with all the hope that was in the room, all the praise that was in the room, the dancers, it was just amazing. And, um, Representative, Texas Representative Thompson was there. Can you share a little bit with us about what she did that day? She was very gracious as always, but she was there and imparted a blessing on you that day as well. Yeah, um, uh, State Representative Symphonia Thompson was there and blessed me um, with a certificate um, um, from the House of Representatives from her office. Um, and she was also ministered to, and she also was used to help impart even to a friend of mine who's running for judge. And the interesting thing was in, two, and you don't know this, but in 2018, um, the, the time that we had that gathering, um, God used a state rep and, and the man of God who spoke through, you know, and said, you know, lay hands on her because you have the governmental anointing. And my friend is 
um, was a, is a lawyer and she's, she always desired to be a judge. And yeah. so she ran for judge that year, but she did not make it that year. But I have to tell you that she has already, she ran again this year. She won the Democratic primary. She is the wow. top runner. She was the top runner in Syracuse, New York. And now in uh, November, she will be um, facing uh, a Republican um, counterpart. But, you know, the, the, what, the way that the demographics are, I really believe that she will win that judgeship this year, that which was prophesied to her. And so, Ooh. like I said, that state representative, you know, laid hands using the governmental authority. And she is a woman of God and she loves the Lord. Um, yeah. And so I, it's my honor to have had her there. I think that that it speak, spoke volumes for us to have that governmental authority um, there because God uses, you know, me in the governmental arena as well. I have had uh, worked 21 years with the city of Houston. I currently actually, at this time, I do work for state representative uh, Thompson. And then I also um, ran for city council. So I know that there's a heavy governmental mantle in that, uh, on me, on me even, even to be a, a vessel that he uses um, to help advise and to um, just to pray for situations that go on in the government. And so I feel like I have a multifaceted role, but that her being there was very um, powerful. Um, she is the longest serving in and the um, African-American and woman in Texas legislative history. So even having that foundation there, um, it just was amazing. And I, I'm just grateful because, see, we have we don't have a full realization of all that the Lord did during that time. Uh, when I was preparing and doing the gathering and doing some different radio broadcasts and um um, interviews on internet and and I would the Lord put in me and I would tell people I said there's going to be um, a shaking it's going to be a shaking um, wow. you know God was come shaking something these things up and I'm telling you when I walked out of that room that Friday night wow. I felt the hotel floor shaking Ooh, I know you did I, I was <laughs> I was there and, I mean and it was a it was powerful a powerful praise and the Lord said that he wanted to break up the ground. It was a breaking. It was a groundbreaking and a shaking. And even another lady, another apostle said to me, do you feel that? Yeah. And I was thought to myself, it was just me, but it was her too. She was like, no, the ground is shaking. And the Lord wanted us to break this ground open because this region has been filled um, with a lot of negative, a lot of demonic activity. Um, in, in, and if you're not really sensitive, but you could look at the news and see all that's going on. But there, that he wanted to have the flow of the prophetic voice to come forth in this region. And so that's how the Lord used me was, you know, I didn't really prophesy myself. I brought in those who are strong in the Lord in the prophetic voice to come into this region, the apostolic and prophetic voices to break up and to shake up what that which was in this in this atmosphere. And since then, there has been so much that has been happening. 
God said that he wanted to bring um, the prophetic um, out of the being just like the underground railroad, that, that the prophetic voice would be used and people would respect the prophetic office um, uh, when it comes to making decisions in government and media and the various mountains, uh, you know, that are that are there, that he that we would be advisors, that we would be counselors, that we would we would speak to the situations and no longer because it's not like it hasn't been around, mm -hmm. but it's been on a small level and that he wanted to expand the reach and expand the influence. And so I really believe that this is the time. And so just from that one conference, one, one gathering that has already started to break ground on a bigger level. And that's why it's the significance of having someone like a state representative, having other ministers and off, um, uh, ministry leaders who are there that some who are uh, walking that and some who do not. And for many, they're like, we've never, and even she told me, she says, I've never been to a gathering like this, a conference like this. She said, I was expecting one thing, but I was pleasantly surprised. Wow. I, I tell you, um, my daughter, um, she loves the Lord and she danced and she praised and she just enjoyed herself. And, um, it was it's a moment that she'll always have you know with the people who were there mm. were very inviting loved on her um she didn't know who uh, state representative thomasina was but she she loved on her that they took pictures together and i believe in transference of gifts i believe in impartation and so as i interacted with the different prophets and prophetess that were there i was very mindful of that Essentially, in this season of my life, Melinda, as a woman, I am very sensitive and um, just home and not really interacting with people in person and being quarantined. I mean, I, I personally love it. It fits in with my personality. You know, I love being home. I'm, I'm a homebody more so than anything. I love to go out, love to travel and do all of that. But, you know, I, I can enjoy the comforts of home and I've come to enjoy rest which is something I haven't had in years until COVID hit. I didn't even realize that I would go to sleep, jump up, think I had somewhere to be. But I say all of that to say, as it relates to the prophets and the prophetess, for the people who are not aware of what that is, can you just give us a little information on what a prophet does or what a prophetess does, or maybe even an experience that you've had? Now, as it relates to myself, I had an encounter with a young woman. I call her Sister Zai. Um, that, that was the last time I recall off the top of my head that someone prophesied to me. And when she came to me, she came to me at a time that I really needed to be encouraged. I had been in prayer about some things and I, I wasn't clear on what, what it was that God was doing because I do hear him speak to me. It's a little quiet, still voice. But he doesn't always speak to me when I want him to speak to me. Sometimes I just have to go on faith and trust in his word. You know, it just depends on the situation. So when she imparted to me a word that God had for me, everything she said to me, everything she said to me came to pass. Everything. And so I'm so grateful for that because it was just encouraging in that moment when I was kind of questioning myself about some things. In my heart, I knew I had to make decisions that God would be pleasing with, and he was. Um, but it was just so 
refreshing and very life impacting um, just to have someone encourage me. Because although we know a lot of people, you know, we as individuals, we, we, we tend to have small circles or we tend to live our lives in a way where we're secluded. We're, we're not as always uh, as open in a way that people may think that we are. And that's, that's what anybody for that, that, that reason, you know, if you're not a husband to someone, if you're not a wife to someone or a child to someone, you don't necessarily know what a person is carrying. You don't necessarily know what a person is going through. So can you share a time with us when maybe you've prophesied or had someone prophesied to you, you know, because as a minister, if the audience hears that from you, they can have a better perspective because it's coming from you. Yeah, a prophet, it, it's, it's gosh, there's, you know, God, any believer can prophesy. And that's basically, you know, a lot of foretelling of what is to come or the God will plant something that, you know, that you didn't know, but he'll download that information. He'll share it or you'll see it because there are people who can see and there are people who speak it. Um, but one of the things um, for those who are in the office of a prophet, it's a more uh, where God uses them not only in the, that aspect of foretelling, but also um, also the things that they have a, a, an anointing and empowerment that will sh can also shift atmospheres as a catalyst. And so the words create life. And so it, it can move you from being in a stuck position into one of activity. And so a lot of times that's why it's so important to have re uh, real prophets around you because they can take you from stagnation to elevation. When we talk about, you know, stagnation and elevating, a lot of times if you're, if you're experiencing fear or if you are reluctant to move beyond where you are, you just need that push, you know, and that's what that prophet or their prophetess does sometimes. They encourage you. They give you that extra push to let you know, oh, God is watching. He's listening. And here's what he has to say, you know? Wow. That's right. The Lord really wants to let his people know that he loves them. And he uh, and most prophecies are those of encouragement, edification um, and exhortation. Um, there are those who are in the office of the prophet and that they and like I said, anybody can prophesy. But but the office is usually where the weighty things come in, where there's maybe some judgment or something. And that's not like every they, person should be walking around with judgment or, you know, uh, you know, correctional, there's this, there's, uh, there is a protocol to that. And that's a whole, that's subject matter that can be all discussed all by itself. But just for the simplicity, it is, you know, a foretelling or, or you know, of, of what is to come. And, um, and usually, like I said, a word of encouragement. And God has used me um, uh, to, to uh, prophesy 
Um, and I've been prophesied to a number of times. And one of the things that the Lord has, re you know, has prophesied to me um, through different people at different times who don't know me, never, and they talked about the scribal anointing on my life. And so um, recently I've had it more. And you know what? Guess what? Finally, the first book has been birthed. And so that is a fruition uh, manifestation of that which has been prophesied for years that I would write a book or write books. And so my first book just came out. It has been a, a push to get it out, but it finally, finally came out. And it's called The Due, Due Season. It's interesting because I was actually writing about <clears throat> another book and when the Lord interrupted, but, um, and you know, I've, you know, I've prophesied to different people and even just before, uh, we even did this taping with the, with, for, um, the broadcast, you know, I talked with my cousin and she was not feeling she, she, we had just did a Facebook live and, um, and, you know, she was feeling pain in her body. And so after I prayed with her, you know, and I, you know, so lot, the Lord will sometimes use me prophetically in prayer where I'll call things out that I don't know that's happening. And then it will result in a healing or a manifestation or, uh, you know, uh, and a breakthrough. And so, you know, so it's just really exciting. You know, a lot of times it's easier. It, it, it's easier with people that you know because you because of familiarity but it's awesome when you see how god will use you with somebody you have no knowledge of and you'll speak a word and they'll be like oh how did you know that i don't know that was god because god knows every head here on your head that's numbered that's it's a real moment um you know when it happens to me I, i'm ready for it because i already know the god i serve and i've had those experiences happen to me throughout my life. And you you know, every once in a while, you might get somebody that may not be on God's page and you do have to use discernment. But when I tell God's children are out here revealing, healing, elevating, motivating, encouraging, cre creating more opportunities for people to praise God and to exalt him in the manner in which he, he deserves to be exalted. I'm just so excited um, about Sunrise International Ministries, Marina, because I've had uh, just a, a, a taste of what's to come. And I'm just very grateful for that experience because I know that with, just from the gathering alone, it's you were already thinking and feeling on an international level and you believed and had faith in it to go in that direction without having the evidence that it truly would you know and you just moved forward it was it was just seamless so what can we expect in this due season what can we expect because it's on my list to read the book fully you know even have some conversations with you about it um, I may even have to bring you back on so you and I can go back and forth in the chapter, you know, and get people to go to it, you know, because it's, it's, it's going to be impactful. So tell us about the due season and, and some of the things that we can expect, because one thing I, I have seen in this climate of COVID, there are still opportunities here. We have to trust God and meet him where we are. None of us are starting at the same starting point. All of our stories are very unique. 
And so due season is going to have something for everyone. There is something that we are all praising God for. There is something that we all are trusting God for or desiring from the Lord. And we and only us know what that is. But God is using people such as yourself and others to help us lose, to, to make sure that we don't lose sight of the due season. So can you please share with us the due season? Yes. And so as you were talking about prophecy, how could I forget this book? This book is a prophetic word, basically. Most of it is the prophetic word from the Lord um, that the Lord gave me at the end of last year um, because I inquired of the Lord and I said, Lord, what is the word for 2020? And he said it was due time, the D-U-E time. It was due time, the D. EW, he said it was the due time, the D-O, and it was the, and so that, that, that's what he told me, and I shared that with a, a, a minister that, uh, a, a, an apostle's church that I, I, when I went and I talked with him afterwards, he said, there's oil on that, and I thought to myself, I know it was something unusual about this word, but as I started writing it even now, because he, he invited me to come back, and I shared the word, and even then, as I was writing, the Lord said, yes, there's another do, and I said, do, do, he said, yeah, do, and I said, do, he said, yes, do, I said, do. I said, what's do? So it was, it was so funny. We're having this exchange, you know. And so it's like a word. It's a, it's a foreign language, and it was, uh, it was French, and it, the do means two. And so the Lord said, uh, you know, I looked it up. That's the French word for the number two. And so as I was ministering the word, so there was, that's a homonym with, uh, with four different um, spellings and meanings. And so, you know, do is the D-U-E when things are past due. The do, the D-E-W, that's like the water, the, that, the droplets that are on. But there's so much associated with the D-E-W. It's amazing from distillation to safety to provision for the preciousness of heaven. And so you got to read the book to, you know, get all of it. And then um, the do that God said that this was going to be a time when we talk about things that you don't know and God reveals to you God told me last year that this was going to be a time to do that this year we'll have time to do things that we've never had time to do before I didn't know how that was going to happen. In my mind, I was like, Lord, how is this going to happen? Because, you know, if I don't have time now to do the things, he said this was going to be a time that we'll be able to do hobbies and other things that we have always said that we wanted to do. And I have to tell you, our classes or things like that. And so guess what? We saw us on a shutdown, a lockdown, and many people have either gone back to school, learned to play the guitar, do something, you know, that they said they always wanted to do, or even spend more time with their family. Some people just have a house, but they don't live in the house, you know, really enjoy that. So now they're, so really that was a word that, a prophetic word that came to pass already. So many people we can attest to can say that they have had time to reorganize their drawers and do other things, you know, that they've always wanted to do. And then when the do season, the D-E-U-X, you know, the Lord said that, that this would be a time, you know, that this was 
two, this is a time for greater evangelism. Two is the number of witness. You know, it'll be one to speak and one to listen. It'll be, we go out and we'll do more things. And that's why I really, and he even share with me that there'll be greater collaborations that'll come forth out of this season. And there, there'll be companies and other places that will fold, but you know, there'll be greater collaborations that will happen. And even with ministries and even with businesses that will come and collaborate with one with another. And so that's what he has desire of. Um, I'm just, you know, it's just so exciting about the book because I wrote the book and um, and it was a delay between being hit by a vehicle and COVID and trying to get the tape, um, you know, from when I ministered the word in the beginning of January. Um, and then, you know, trying to get it and just, I, I was like, oh, I could just get the tape and write that, you know, and, and transcribe it, but no. So then even in the midst of having to, you know, come from my notes and try to remember what I had ministered during that time, then, um, um, the Lord just kept adding to it. And then I, the book went out for publication with Amazon well, on the Kindle. And then after that, the Lord said, I want, he kept showing me the word epilogue, epilogue. And I was like, okay, I guess he wants me to do an epilogue. So I started to write, you know, what he wanted me to write in the epilogue. So the first version that came out, so if anybody got the original version, the epilogue is not there. Um, and State Representative Sinfronia Thompson did do the uh, the forward to the book, which really blessed my heart. Oh my God, I wanted to cry because when I saw it on her handwritten paper, you know, she she wrote it, it out and she said, if you could please type it up, I was more than honored to type it up. But just to see it in, in her own handwriting was just such a blessing. And then um, some endorsements from, you know, some powerful prophetic people that really just, um, you know, honored me, um, because of, uh, you know, knowing me and it just really was, it was such a, like I said, such a blessing. Um, uh, Pastor Grace Capsuara from Zimbabwe and her husband, Pastor Kuda, that we were in the car and I had told them the word earlier on in the year. So they remembered when I had given them the word about the due season. I said, okay, I haven't released it fully, but I want to share with you because I'm so excited about it. And, you know, Apostle Tony Irvin, whose church that I was in and, and ministered the word. And another friend of mine, she um, has seen me, you know, carrying this, you know, word. And um, it just was so exciting. And so the Lord is really speaking. And so he has, he's downloaded a lot of nuggets in this in this book, in the due season. And I, I'm, you know, last night I, uh, I talked about the distilling process of, um, you know, of dew and how even in this, this time and in this season, we feel, you know, like, um, the Lord has called us to be purified, you know, and to, but in this season, we feel like we're being heated up and then we're cold and it's a process, but the Lord does not want to stop halfway. He wants us to come forth. Um, he says, he doesn't want you to stop halfway in the process because he's, you know, he's pulling out the essential part, like how you have the essential oils and, you know, and that's like the distilled water. He pulls out the most, the, 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 the main part, the most essential part, the most precious part of that. And so, um, and so that's why he, we're going through this process as part of this process that in this, even the DEW, this is the due process. And so, you know, he wants us to yield to the Holy Spirit. And so he talks about that in the book. And so, I mean, I'm just like, 
And the do, I was like, I never realized there was so much associated with the DEW. I mean, that was a part that I was like, I think that's the part I learned the most in. Do is in the harvest. Do is a source of blessing and replenishment, which can come suddenly. Do can be quiet. Do uh, is associated with joy. Um, and so even though things um, do is precious. And the thing is, is that the Lord showed, the Lord said that there, you know, he said even with the do um like for the the israelites that when he provided he provided manna and and quail right and so even the dew coming down and and it trans it being transformed into manna that's a creative miracles and so even in this time it may not be the the literal manna the dew so to say and the manna being transformed but in the midst of the trials of covid and everything we have seen people eating we have seen more i've seen more um food drives and people having opportunities stimulus money money from the government that we haven't seen to me that's like manna from heaven right you know that's like provision that we didn't expect we didn't know how it was we were just walking in the wilderness but god is providing even in the midst of covid and i know that it has been a tough time for a lot of people but i'd say for those who believe and those who have stood on his word that there have been so many people who have been saying this has been an awesome season for me now we don't we don't think that you know of course we don't want to lose anybody during this season any person because like i said that's the most important thing the value of life but you know god is uh, infinite and and he and he's omniscient and he knows and he's sovereign so we know that there's a time and a season so who are we to say okay this was not their time or this this was their time God knows. And so, but the thing is, is I also believe that people also have to operate in wisdom and not test the spirit too, because some people may be out walking around without masks or doing things and things, you know, but like I said, God is sovereign. So the bottom line is, is in this time and this season, there have been grants, there have been opportunities for some businesses that they've never had for individuals, um, that, that um, uh, so I, I just want to say that this 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 is a time um, that even though it may seem like a negative, there are many positives, and there also is a setup for also further blessings. And so even in the city, I'm just focusing on just one aspect of do the dew. This the dew is also associated with blessings that come um, um, in 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 the with the 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 feast of tabernacles and other other things like. Are associated with that so even though we might have not have seen um the the humongous blessings that we wanted to see the lord did say that it would be the former and the latter rain that it would be coming so you know the thing is is that we know that we are on the brink of some of the greatest blessings that the lord has ever done but we have to be thankful even right now that he has allowed us to to survive all of these different months with COVID and provision. And so God, this is a due season, the DEW season. It is a due season where we are able to do things that we were not were able to do. This is a due season even um, that, you know, that we were able to rest even and we do new things. And, and this is a time of new. And this is going to be a time of double. And we're going to see, this will, the Lord also said that there was, was going to be a time where we would 
would see unusual weather patterns. What do we just have not a few months ago, a month ago, we had Laura and what was the other guy, Hurricane Laura and Marco or some. Yeah, her boyfriend chasing after her, right? In the Gulf of Mexico, right? We had these two, then that's due, that's two. What unusual effect to happen in the earth. And so I'm like saying, God is, God is not surprised by all this. He knows the end from the beginning, but it is our, what we have to do as believers is to walk by faith and not by sight, knowing that he said that he would give us um, that which he said he would. But the other thing is, I just want to forewarn, the Lord also spoke and and I hope I'm not talking too much, but he also spoke and told me that there would be a famine that, and I had never heard at the beginning of the year, I had not heard any reference to, to North America, America having a famine. So like even us having this provision. And so he even said, well, even in this time, we'd eat a hamburger. And I thought to myself, how are we going to have a hamburger? But I also say that we, we don't know the fullness of this, but I would just make provision for um, if there is a time of famine that we will be a properly positioned ourselves. But I do know that they, that he did say that. And, you know, and like I said, now in this year, I've heard the reference of famine in this this era now than I more than I've ever heard associated with the United States before it was only impoverished countries that we would hear about um, you know foreign countries that we would hear even the word of the Genesis chapter 41 verse 14 through verse 33. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they quickly brought him out of the pit. And when he had shaved himself and changed his clothes, he came in before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, I have had a dream, and there is no one who can interpret it. I have heard it said of you that when you hear a dream, you can interpret it. Joseph answered Pharaoh, it is not in me. God will give Pharaoh a favorable answer. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Behold, in my dream I was standing on the banks of the Nile. Seven cows, plump and attractive, came up out of the Nile and fed in the reed grass. Seven other cows came up after them, poor and very ugly and thin, such as I have never seen in all the land of Egypt. And the thin, ugly cows ate up the first seven plump cows. But when they had eaten them, no one would have known that they had eaten them, for they were still as ugly as, as at the beginning. Then I awoke. I also saw in my dream seven ears growing on one stalk full and good, seven ears withered thin and lighted by the east wind sprouted after them and the thin ears swallowed up the seven good ears and i told it to the magicians but there was no one who could explain it to me then joseph said to pharaoh the dreams of pharaoh are one god has revealed to pharaoh what he is about to do the seven good cows are seven years and the seven good ears are seven years. The dreams are one. 
The seven lean and ugly cows that came up after them are seven years. And the seven empty ears blighted by the east wind are also seven years of famine. It is as I told Pharaoh, God has shown to Pharaoh what he is about to do. There will, there will come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. But after them, there will rise seven years of famine and all the plenty will be forgotten in the land of Egypt. The famine will consume the land and the plenty will be unknown in the land by reason of the famine that will follow for it will be severe. And the doubling of Pharaoh's dream means that the thing is fixed by God and God will shortly bring it about. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh proceed to appoint overseers over the land and take one fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt during the seven plentiful years and let them gather all the food of these good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh for food in the cities and let them keep it. That food shall be a reserve for the land against the seven years of famine that are to occur in the land of Egypt so the land may not perish throughout the famine. Oh, girl, and, and, and that when you said famine, the story of Joseph and the Bible came to me because if people are familiar with that, whenever you do have a situation where there is a famine, but God, and when I tell you, when you spoke of a time of due season, first of all, my favorite number is two, okay? I was born the, the second child to my parents, and God has always dealt with me in that number two, um, very powerful number. It's, it's the number in which... Um, man was interacting with God, even though God represents the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, but that one in unity of God being the whole being and then him having the conversation with man and them interacting as the number two, just those two. There's a certain level of intimacy that goes on between a man and a woman that is just out of this world, um, and it's just between those two. And of course, God is a part of the union itself, but in terms of human beings, it's just that number two. Um, as it relates to the to what you said with the um, famine, this is a time of famine, in my opinion, for some people. Um, it just depends on the individual situation. It's amazing how we all can be one, but different. We all can live in the world, yet at the same time, while we're all living in the world, we all are, are experiencing different things. We're, we're having a different interaction with our world. Someone may love to eat shrimp and somebody may be allergic to it. Does it mean that shrimp is bad? No, it just means that that person is allergic to it. So I definitely feel that this is a time for famine for some people, even for some businesses per se, because we have not had a moment within our generation like we're having now with COVID-19. And when I tell you God has given me rest and he's given me a moment of reflection and I've, I've been very sensitive to people, places, and you know, just things around me in ways that I can't even explain. That's just between me and God, you know? I'm just so grateful 
that you accepted the word that he gave you and you decided to move forward with it. And I want you to understand something about your due season as it relates to your name. Your name is Marina. And so what does the Marina do? The Marina holds smaller ships and it allows resources to come and go with smaller ships as opposed to larger ships. And so as it relates to the dew and water and all of those things that are aquatic, that also pertains to you being a, a person of a, a, a resource for others. So as you're moving forward in your ministry, understand that word that God gave you, uh, due season that has, uh, it's, it's also relatable to your name and to your, your core. It's, it's, um, it's a gift that God gave you and you moved on it. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to indulging and to learning from that because it, it came to me, Marina, due season, you know, it's all interconnected, you know, that's powerful that God would give you, um, that he put in, in motion in this time and place for you to have a gift that's basically, it's, it's a part of who you are, um, as it relates to even your name. So that's beautiful. But um, as we're wrapping it up and just, you know, just enjoying you, I know I'm, I'm on a, a, a timeline and, and I was okay going past it because we're learning and we're growing in God and in his presence. I would love for you to just say a prayer in the way in which you feel you need to for such a time as this, as we are in the middle of a crisis for many, for our world. But we know with the God sitting high and looking low, that for each of us, our stories are different. For each of us, our stories are unique. And so I want to impact Leona or what's going to impact Marina may not impact John or mm -hmm. Teresa the same way. We're all unique and we all have different needs and we're all being challenged in a different way. And I would really just want to take this time to convey to anyone who's listening at this moment in time who is in a position to be a resource beyond this crisis for many in our world because for some it is a crisis for many of us we're just blessed and coasting along we're all blessed but God is not he's 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 a just God and for some people this may be their time of holding on to faith and trying to make sense of everything this may be their time of hardship and for others it may not be it doesn't mean that God doesn't love anyone more or less but when you saw what I went through different trials and tribulations in life it wasn't necessarily a hurricane it wasn't necessarily a COVID-19 crisis but trust and believe I've had to walk on water and uh, trust that God would hold my hand every step of the way so I just wanted to be clear in that as we're walking through this time of COVID God is just we understand that some people are in a moment of suffering some people are in a moment of transitioning some people are in the process of being uplifted and just moving along but I do believe a lot of times we're waiting on God to, to, to move or to act when he's waiting on us. He gave Marina a gift of due season through her for others. And if you feel it's for you, make sure you purchase the book, you read through it and receive the promises that you believe that God has for you. He's given each of us gifts and talents, but we have to say to ourselves, wherever I'm at in the middle of this crisis is not just about me. It's about other people as well. And so my 
part in this is to uplift people through the Inspiration Incubator, and I'm grateful for it every day. So I hope as Marina prays for us and as she has given us so many different um, jewels today that we move forward with expectation from God. She, she was clear about the blessings that are all around us. She was clear about the food drives and that for me just exposed even more the hand of God that I've seen because I know for myself, he has given me rest in this time of COVID that I have not had in years of my life because I've just been going and going and going and going and going. And I've, I've been able to have rest and I'm so grateful for that. So Marina, can you just sum up, you know, where we can get the book and, you know, where we can follow you on social media, how people can use you as a resource, and then just wrap it up with a prayer. And um, I'm just so grateful that you, you took time out of your schedule to be here for us today to impart the gift that God has given you in this due season. Amen. Thank you so much. Um, the book is available on Amazon. And you can uh, look it up under the D-U-E, the due season. Um, it'll, it'll have a peach and green uh, <clears throat> uh, cover. And it'll, it'll have the due with two dots above it. Um, if you look at the picture, and it'll say the due. And in parentheses, uh, brackets, it'll say due. And then it'll have season. And it's forwarded by Representative Symphonia Thompson. And it's uh, written by me, Marina Angelica Coriat. You can find out more about me at marinacoriat.com or go to Sun Arise, which is probably easier. It's www.sunarise, S-U-N-A-R-I-S-E, dot O-R-G. I'm on Facebook at Marina Coriat, Marina A. Coriat, and Marina Angelica Coriat. And I'm on Periscope and Marina Coriat. And I am on uh, Instagram at Marina A. Coriat. So it's either a Marina A. or a Marina Coriat. I was hoping to get all of them in sync, but it just it just depends. So I'm really, really easy to find starting to do more on YouTube. So that will be under Marina uh, Coriat as well. And um, again, I just, again, the book is on, uh, on uh, Amazon every Thursday night um, until the Lord says otherwise at 1030, I'm meeting um, on Facebook live and I'm sharing a little bit more about the due season. So that's central standard time. And I'm hoping that he'll, the Lord will move me a little earlier, you know, allow for me to move earlier. But right now that's the time 1030 PM central standard time. And I'm just trying to remember if there was anything else that I needed to share with you all, but I think that was it. The ministry is Sunrise international ministries. I'm Marina. Hey, Corey, I'm the founder. And Sun Arise was founded um, uh, based on Malachi 4 and 2. It says, but those who fear the Lord, that the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in its wings. And we're a ministry of healing. We're a ministry of uh, encouragement and exhortation. And, and so we're here for you. So if you have a prayer request, you can write it and send it to us at sunarise.org. And I'll just at this time, just pray. And thank you so much for the opportunity to come and share about the due season. And be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you'll reap if you faint not. 
So, Father God, we just thank you, Father God, for every person who is listening here on this line. We thank you, Father God, for just them being your sons and daughters. And if they don't know you, that they'll accept you as their Lord um, and Savior, as, as Jesus Christ, Father God. And we just thank you, Father God, for healing, Father God, those who are going through hardships right now, that you will heal the brokenhearted, that you will heal financial situations, that you will heal places, Father God, where people feel like they're all alone and depressed during this time. We thank you, Father God, that the Holy Spirit can come in and, and be that comforter. We thank you, Father God, that your plans you have for the people are good and not evil. And we thank you, Father God, that you're giving them that expected end, which is good, Father God, that they will look to you, the author and finisher of their faith, that they will not be depressed, but they will be enlightened and that they would, um, that they would be encouraged today. We cast down the spirit of fear, the cast the spirit of worry, the cast the spirit of depression out right now in the name of Jesus. And we lose joy, we lose hope, and we lose um just just the 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 excitement that comes from living for the Lord, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. So Lord, I just thank you, Father God, even as this is the month of September and nine represents birthing, Lord, we thank you that people who have had projects that seemed like they never could finish the projects and people and things that they that they've always wanted to do that they'll birth them out that they'll begin the process that you'll give them creative ideas and strategic um, insight and in how to do things that might not have been as easy before and Lord I just thank you for opening doors that no man can shut we thank you father God for revealing hidden treasures father God for your people we thank you father God for the blessings that maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. We thank you that even in this season, our relationships will be enhanced. We pray, Father God, against any abuse that would come on the people, Father God. But we thank you that this is our time to rise up. This is our due season for double shame, Father God. You will give us double blessing, Father God. And we just thank you, Father God, that we will be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit, that we will be in a relationship like you like never before, that we'll come into a partnership with you. That's the do. And so I give you the glory. I give you the praise. Father God, forgive us for anything that we've said or done that's not been pleasing to you. We repent, Lord, creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory. You are the matchless God. You are the awesome God. You are the God that sits high and sees low. And Lord, we thank you, Father God, it is in you we live, we move, and have our being, that we will rest in a abide in you in Jesus name. Amen. Matthew chapter 6 verse 7 through 13. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. In this manner therefore pray ye our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Marina, for just being um, you, bringing your word, 
explaining to us what due season is and the things that we can expect. May every heart that is heavy be lifted and may every expectation be met beyond anyone's wildest dreams. I do believe that God is a miracle maker and a way maker and that each of us who possess resources, we're here to help pour in to other people. So we just have to look inside of ourselves, look to see what we're passionate about. What do we need to impart to the world for someone who is lacking? Because with every lack, there's a need to meet it with. I have a need to give, to inspire. Someone else may have the lack of motivation and encouragement, and God will meet the two in the middle. Thank you so much, Marina. We'll be in touch. Thank you. God bless you.